The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Michael Maverick, yes, Back the fuck out of you right now. Don't you ever talk about my mom. I'm the champion. Let's go. The last style bender, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. We have Michael Chiesa on the phone today after an amazing win uh, over Diego Sanchez. And um, Israel Adesanya fighting Robert Whitaker for the middleweight belt. They think that's going to be in Australia. I don't even know if they've announced that officially yet. <clears throat> so, I was uh, super, super impressed with uh, Michael Chiesa. Yes. Uh, the fights all around over the weekend were just... I mean, what a what a what a effing card! The I card was incredible. Off, I don't want to start off dirty. Yeah, you're right. The, what a effing card, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was amazing from top to bottom. I mean, the the prelims, every everything was good. It was a great <laughs> night. We're gonna be getting um, Israel on soon, right? Israel, Israel Adesanya is uh, coming yes. on. By the way, you noticed I didn't accept any of the treats you offered because I was on a diet, and you did it. You did it like really, not angrily, but no. you didn't even look my way normally. Like, oh, thanks, but oh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. You go, you, you, th- you said it very firmly, Jimmy. Because I had food left over from my party. So here's what I was doing when I realized there was ice cream cake in my refrigerator. Saturday night, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm nude with my freezer open, digging a fork yeah. into the ice cream cake, eating pretzels naked. You. You could have you could have just said that you ate the food late. But know? it's worse to eat it naked no, in the freezer. No, I, I literally just dug a fork into the freezer, no. standing there nude. I look like Jeffrey Dahmer had a healthier relationship with his refrigerator. <laughs> Fucking creep, just standing there naked eating ice cream cake. You, you know what's, you know what's worse than any of that is is just the visual you gave us is what's worse than any of that because you could have just said, no you could have just said you could have said um, I cheated late at night I, I had a, I got up in the middle of the night and I ate some ice cream cake. That's what a normal. I'm not saying you're not normal. You're right. Nothing's normal. Nobody's normal. Normal's an overused word. But you, you didn't have to put that detail in, Jimmy. Because now I'm truth. thinking of you naked, you sh- as you should be eating a fucking. Nude. I saw the ice cream cake. So I and I've been in the apartment. So I have a uh, first of all beautiful place, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you for coming. For those who don't know, Jimmy had a little get together, and I uh, and he invited me, which I, I was both surprised and uh, happy to sure. be there. You know, I really like, uh, I think your friends are very nice. Your apartment's beautiful. Thank you. And uh, I like Dan Soda. Dan's a very funny, very funny. Just guy. a very warm dude. Like, right? Very nice. He, yes, he's a sweet guy. Yeah, I like him a lot. You know, I feel funny like hanging out with him though because he's so tall. 
Yeah, he has a, a fucking giant gargoyle head too. Yeah. It's like hanging out with a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so I get statue. happy to see him. I'm hugging him. My head's in his navel and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Dan. Yeah, I forget how you know? big Soda is because a lot of times I see him, I'm sitting at the comedy cellar. He'll come in and sit. <laughs> or I'm on radio with Jim and Sam and he'll come and sit in. Yeah. I very rarely stand next to him. But then there's guys like him and this comic, Sam Morell. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot you're 6'3". I, <laughs> he so annoys tall. me. But he's always he's always so nice. I forgot even when I first met him, we did like a show together. We did a radio thing. I forgot, dude. I couldn't even tell you. But uh, but always got along with him really well. Very very nice guy. Did you? Uh, you know, obviously there's so much to talk about with uh, two thirty nine. Um, I want to start with Jones because he. Uh, you want to start with Jones? I do. Um, you want to start with Jones? Jones. You don't yeah. want to start with Masvidal. You can start. You want to start with? You know what? We can what start with Jorge Masvidal, sure. Because I, I, mean, I had over the fights, holy uh, comedian fuck. Bob Kelly and Bill Burr. I saw them, and I, and I invited my two friends over. I walked out of the bathroom, going to get my sandwich on the counter, and I hear, "Oh fuck!" It I literally like, the TV. That sounds like Bob Kelly. You can see <laughs> the uh, TV from the actual kitchen so I wasn't going to miss anything but I had my head turned the wrong way yeah, you blink, you for two it. seconds and I missed the entire fight it's so it was so impressive and I loved hearing what uh, Jorge Masvidal said afterwards if anybody missed it it was a f the fastest knockout in UFC history a flying knee he ran across but the whole thing was just so cool. When I seen it, I was actually at my buddy Marcel's wedding, and it was on Longo's or somebody's iPhone. They had, you know, the ESPN app. Or sure. So um, let's plug that thing. The what? I, the ESPN app, which I actually got on TV and paid for see the pay-per-view so my hey. friends wouldn't have to watch on my laptop. See this? I wouldn't be able to watch this at a wedding. All right? See how right. I'm plugging that shit? Fucking company cunt I am. <laughs> It's all right, I'm that's what they like you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm only fucking around. It's okay. But listen, what was I at? Oh, so I'm at the fucking wedding. And we're at a wedding watching this thing. And uh, the, the wedding, my buddy Marcel, it was a beautiful wedding. And it was, uh, my, the whole fight, a lot of the fight team was there. Myself, Longo, Ally Aquinta, uh, fucking Aljo, Truck, uh, Eddie Gordon, you know. Um, Pat DeFranco, my buddies. We had a good, oh, what a good time. Right. Jason Rao, what a good time. But that's not the point. The point is, we're at this wedding. So, all of a sudden, that thing happened. And right before the fight, uh, Masvidal had his hands behind his back, be like, just like he Which had, was weird, right? The way no, he was standing? No, he was, I remember going to, the fucking, and Longo had Masvidal picked. And I thought Askren was going to win by decision. because I thought by a decision dude, too. Not, not only is he undefeated, he's, look what he's done to everybody he's fought. So yeah. why should you think any different? Sure, of course. Why would should we think that uh, that Masvidal would, would, would uh, solve this puzzle of Ben Askren? But holy shit, man! What right before the fight when he had his hands behind his back up against the uh, the cage? I'm smiling, I, right? I go to Longo. I go. He looks calm as fuck. I can say fuck now. We've been into the show. Sure. A so, you already dropped the C bomb. Dropped <laughs> the C bomb. So he looked so calm, and I go. I go Longo. I go holy. I go look how calm he looks, and he goes, oh, "This guy's a fighter." Longo gets all excited. Think the guy's gonna fucking drop at the wedding? Yeah, go, calm down, Longo. We're at a wedding, you know. They're like, because he's a real fighter. He gets all loud. So then, fucking uh, five seconds later, holy fuck, Jimmy, Jimmy, and the most even more impressive is you see him practicing it. That was amazing. They, he Come saw on, something Jimmy. in Askren. He saw something in the way Askren opened fights or the way he reacted to certain movement where he was ready for that. He, he said, planted. he said, and I, this is what I should have had them 
uh, queued up, but it just came to me now, and I seen it in a, in a post-fight interview. He said that there was three outcomes that this, that could have happened. Three outcomes, Jimmy, from that him, move, from him jumping and doing that flying knee. Yep. And this is it. I, I, I'm not. I'm gonna paraphrase here, because but it, but this is what he basically said: that uh, one, it could knock him out, like sure. it did. Two, it could clip him and make him weary of it the whole fight. Like like he, I don't sure. say weary, but he said concerned about okay, anytime I go to shoot, I gotta watch out for that. Or three, he could catch him, put him down. But he, this is the key, and this is what. Gave him the balls to do it because everybody has not everybody has balls to fight uh, and, but, not, and not to run but, right but, into but, Aspen. But, but this is what he said. The third thing was if he got him down, he was confident that he'd scramble and get back to his feet. That was key because otherwise you don't have the balls to do that because everybody is trying to stay away. Let me ask you: Do you think he's going? Because uh, he probably figured uh, uh, Ben would not be ready for that or not huh? be thinking that. Was he trying to put that knee? It's like when Romero and Weidman, that reminded me of that moment where you're shooting one way and the knee is going that way. Do you think he was going for the head or knowing that he might duck into it, he might just wind up in the middle of his body? What he just, the three things he just said, he goes, and then he's, man, this guy is so real. I like that. He goes, unless you guys can think of another outcome, but that's the three things that most likely, he's a very, that's, that's very intelligent. It's not just doing something haphazardly, like, ah, hopefully this lands. He was prepared for all three, and and he welcomed all three. If that if he got him down, he was prepared to scramble to get back up, right. and that I'll tell you, that was uh, that was something. I'm glad I heard that because I'd, you could just think, oh man, he, yeah, that's a lucky he wouldn't land that normally. Man, he was prepared. He ran for, into him, dude. It was so. It, and the first thing I said to Longo after I remember it, the first thing I looked at him, I go, that was epic. I go and Longo goes epic. You know he just yells the fuck I'm saying. What? Epic! It was epic, Jimmy. It was amazing. Maybe he knew too that Holy if he came shit. in, it was so amazing, and didn't give him time to think. He had to know Ben Askren doesn't want to stand there, and he doesn't want to stand up with Masvidal for any more time than is necessary. Could so you, the closer you yeah. get, the more likely he's going to be to shoot for a takedown. He, he, like he said that if it didn't land and he, and he went down, he scrambled, scrambled back up. He wanted I his. What he really wanted it was to beat the shit out of him, yeah. basically, for 14 minutes and 30 seconds and then finish him. So, but I'm sure he's not complaining. I mean, oh, this, is just, this is just, and you know why? Oscar stiffened out. He went stiff. Dude. And then, then two landed on after that. And those two that landed were, were beautiful. Let me ask Because they you. weren't stiff. They, those punches that, he was were, stiff. Yeah. But those punches that landed were just loose and. Like, I know and, the ref just, has to man. stop it. I know that, um, and I he his in, uh, Askren was kind of facing away, but I think he Holy knew he was out. Holy fuck! You were gonna say early stoppage, Jimmy? You fucking Jimmy. well. I mean, no. look, not fucking not true. Horrible. 20, you give Ben Askren horrible. five or six minutes, he might have gotten back. No, but I mean, like <laughs> when he's jumping, like the the two punches, and and Masvidal's like, yeah, my job is to hit him till the refs. But I always hate seeing a guy hit when he's clearly absolutely unconscious. Well, if you've seen it, what, what he said, Masvidal, like I saw in the, in, in yeah. the post-fight thing, when yeah. he's like, ah, you know, I thought he was moving. He could have hurt me. He, 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 Listen, he's not going to get himself in trouble or nothing, and, and he, it's not... He, he, you could do, he like, you could do serious damage you know, to a guy like that, like beyond what oh, should happen in a fight. Oh, oh well, listen, man. I, I'm with you. But, uh, wow. Wow, there was some memes going out the next day. Like, I never liked the... Uh, Hendo Michael Bisping 
That second punch. I, even I, was though, thinking, I was just thinking of that. I mean, again, I, I watching it as a fan, you're like, Fuh! but then you're like, Jesus Christ, you're, like, that guy's unconscious and you're, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Right? Of course I would. But uh, it's just really scary yeah. when you see it happen. Yeah, And you see this happening with guys, though, that are like aren't fighting back verbally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Bisping, love him to death. He was torturing. And it should be said that he did get redemption for that. He did beat Henderson the second time. I like to add that because the guy got that's because that's something huge. You know what I mean? That's almost the equivalent of uh, of um, I'm sorry, uh, Masvidal uh, uh, of, of Ben Askren coming back and, and beating Masvidal. People will be like, "Oh my goodness!" I mean, for for Bisping to come back and beat Dan yeah. ben, um, Dan Henderson. I almost said Ben Henderson. That's okay. There's a couple of Hendersons. Um, that that's a that's something huge to say about Bisping, but. Bisping and Askren, you know, they're, they're better on the mic than Dan Henderson That's and, right. and, uh, and Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal just keeps it real. I think he's, he's pretty good, though. He's just Oh, too, no, he's very good. You know. He's good at being himself. And he's an old school guy. So I totally relate with what he's feeling as far as somebody saying something online. And then when you see them... They're not the same guy. I fucking get it. I get it, and I and I and I respect it. And I, he said uh, he goes because you forget there's a lot of guys that are real motherfuckers and, and violent. And he goes and he still has to worry if I see him in Whole Foods. <laughs> that was very funny. Did he say that? Yeah, at the that's press conference. Fuck, yeah, well, that's fucking great. Well, that's real. That's a real guy right there, man. And uh, but Ben Askren. Like, you know, he made a career of being that Eddie Haskell. I, I, if people don't know Eddie Haskell, just Google the motherfucker. <laughs> I realize I'm old. But uh, like he's, a, he's that wise ass. He does it, he, you know, it's weird. It's like, you can't, it, it's funny. I would like to ask Masvidal, because he's very close with Colby Covington. Colby's doing the same thing. He just does it shittier than That's Ben right. Yeah. So he's the guy, like you see him in real life, he's being all not. So he's doing the same exact shit. But uh, so that's interesting. But when you look at two of the guys Masvidal has fought, I'm mean, Askren fought some good fighters, I'm sure. But I mean, I mean, he's fought a, a, really a, a tremendous amount of good fighters, Masvidal. So I mean, oh man, I, um, I don't think Askren has fought for as long the level of fighters that well, he has fought. I'll tell you, he definitely deserves to fight for that. I mean, how could you deny that guy? I mean, What's look he what he's right? done, and look who he's put away too. Look what he. I mean, talk about a guy that rises to the occasion. He goes over to London. He beats Darren Till. He beats Cowboy. Where I, I believe it was. In, I don't know if it was. I think it was Cowboy's hometown. It might not have been. He I don't beat, know. Cowboy's uh, popular anywhere he, he goes. He beat so Cowboy was, in um, Denver. I, where the fuck is Cowboy? From? I'm not sure. To be honest, <laughs> all right. With you. But, uh, but I listen. I, you know what? It, what throws me off with that is Cowboy. Everywhere he fights, everybody loves him. So I just remember the crowd being for him and what Masvidal not giving a shit. I heard about Masvidal. Masvidal, I'll tell you. In a way, he gets in people's heads like a, like a Conor McGregor does. Mm-hmm. He, before he fought Cowboy, he was talking. He was talking to him right before backstage before they walked out. It was awesome <laughs> because he backs the shit up. And I still want to see him and Leon Edwards. He's a real dude, man. I like yes, seeing real is. dudes in there, man. Yes, he really is. And um, he is ranked, I, I think it is, uh, my eyes are so fucking bad. I apologize. I have to put my glasses on. My readers, my old man readers, I have to put on. Um, and Colby's fighting. Uh, Colby is fighting. Uh, Col- Colby is fighting. Uh, let me see. Who, don't even. I don't want to look at the paper. I'm so mad at it's myself. It's bothering right me here. right now because I know who Robbie it is. Lawler. 
That's right. It is Robbie Lawler. Good for you, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Um, uh, Masvidal is ranked number four. These are not updated, are they? No new updates. No updates on the ranking. So he was fourth. Now, uh, oh, excuse me. Um, yes. Excuse me. While you look for that, and I remember you were gonna you you were saying, Matt, just remind me to bring it up. And I go, Jimmy, are you kidding me? Of course I'm gonna bring it up. The new. Ep- Hold on a second. Jimmy, I didn't. Oh, come on. Jimmy, stop it. Jimmy, fuck it. Oh, sorry. Okay. Are you done? Yeah. I wanted to just do the drum roll. Drum roll. Okay, I do the drum roll. So, Jimmy, you know what's going to happen? Hold know on. what's going? Know what's coming out today? What? <laughs> do you know what's coming out today? What? Oh, I should have just. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Jimmy, what are you doing? Tell me. You're not looking at me at all. I'm listening. It's the, uh, the new episode of Dana White looking for a fight. Oh, <laughs> Fucking asshole. I was gonna miss something else. Dana, Dana. It looks very funny, the Dude, promos. We swim. You seen it? Yeah. What were we doing? Swimming with sharks. Oh, it it's exciting, scary. Jimmy. And you were, Bobby's was, was kept up about how funny you are on the show. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think you're pussy if you don't want to go into a water with sharks. Well, I went back in. I found my balls. But it was, I'm not into I know, that. you announced that to everybody I, in the well, ocean. Well, I mean, who am I announcing it to? Where was well, I? I mean, you forget that the, the cameras are there. I got my balls. I found my balls. Why am I doing an impression you're doing of an impression of you? And it didn't even sound, I sounded more like you than you, than you sound. Matt does a terrible impression of Matt Sarah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Where was that? Was that Hawaii? It was in Florida, Jimmy. Well, Jimmy, I, I, I literally could not have been further off. The day you pass me out, we're using it on, on air. <laughs> it's gonna happen. All right, cool. We got Israel oh, Adesanya. I like it. I like it. I like when you make the guys nervous when when we don't really got them on the phone. Uh, I don't mean to because it's new for them. They panic. We hey, suits Chris, the producer at all. He's Bob is showing him that what to do with the phone. He's looking at the buttons. He's not sure what you're supposed to do. You press them in a certain order. It's fucking great. I love it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I could talk about Masvidal all day long. Incredible man. job I can't by Masvidal. And um, we're gonna be getting Michael Chiesa on the phone later on. Oh. And I, for you know, you know, I mean, I, I believe you know that I love jujitsu. Yes, you do. I have a shirt that says jujitsu. You do. I have um, oh yeah, a couple of jujitsu schools. Jimmy. Yep. You know, uh, I love jujitsu. So when I seen uh, Michael Chiesa fighting Diego Sanchez the other night, I loved it. It's funny. Joe, I was so impressed. I was so impressed because Diego's got very good grappling, and it it showed. It showed because he escaped yeah. some. He escaped the worst positions possible. I mean, the flattened out with both hooks. Um, uh, the guy um, triangling, uh, the, getting the, uh, um, had the uh, the back triangle. <laughs> Why am I fucking up the names of shit? Um, he was. Uh, what else did he do? He mounted. He had him everywhere. Jimmy. And he's 2-0 and welterweight now. Fuck. I mean, he was, he's looking great. And any, a lesser, a lesser grappler would have been submitted by him, you know? Uh, we have uh, Israel on the phone. What's up, bro? Hey, you're talking to Matt and Jim. How are you, sir? What's up, Israel? What's up, champ? Very well. Hey, guys, real quick, I'm just going to get in the elevator, so I'll drop out for like maybe five seconds or ten seconds. Okay, All see right. if your phone makes it. I always play that game, too, when I'm talking yeah. to somebody. Now let's just see if it makes it. It might, it might not even cut out. Sometimes it does. Um, so it's, uh, he's, he's fighting uh, Robert Whitaker October the 5th. Oh, it is October the 5th at UFC 243. Uh, the location has not been announced. We're going to assume Australia. And uh, Whitaker's 20-4, and 4, and of course Israel is undefeated at 17-0. and 0. Very, very exciting guy to watch. 
and we'll hopefully get him on the phone. I like this. Rea- I don't even know if he hears us now, but I liked his reaction the other day of uh, watching Game Bread's knockout with the knee. I did not see that. Oh, it was fucking great. Are they going to get him back? I hope so. I do want to discuss. Um, when we get back after we talk to Israel and maybe before Michael Chiesa, mm-hmm. I would love to discuss. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Uh, some of the other fights because Chiesa going up in weight <laughs> worked very well for him because it seems like that lack of a weight cut has really kind of given him energy and mobility like a lot of guys will, will get. But then you look at a guy like Rockhold who had the opposite effect. He goes up and getting hit by somebody who was normally fighting at light heavyweight, that becomes a problem. So it's like always interesting to see what happens when somebody goes up. Well, if we're going to be talking about the Luke Rockhold thing. I mean, I think He looked huge. He did look huge. Huge. I mean, he is getting hit hard, but he is going out. How many fights is that with him going out like that? Yo- Yoel knocked him out. Who else now? I don't know. We should look that up. Yep. I'm not putting you to work, Jimmy. That's okay. I'll do it. I'll fucking I'll, Dude, I'll crack I'm the whip on somebody. Dude, I'm here for you. Well, you well, I, mean, I do. I'm worried about the guy's chin. Well, you know? Dana said he should retire. Well, I want to see how many times he got. F- oh yeah, Bisping knocked him to death. That's right. I mean, that was a bad one. The belt, yeah. You know, that was that was an amazing. He one. is. Uh, he's. Uh, yeah. That's knocked out by punches uh, against Yoel in the third round. And this was the second round. Uh, it was a TKO as a win over Branch. And uh, Bisping did knock him out in the first round. So and Branch, three out and of the last four. Branch had him wobbled. <laughs> yeah. The fucking, so. You know. uh, and his other loss, uh, which goes, you know, there's a loss way back in 2013 against Belfort, which was a, a spinning heel kick yeah. and punches. And so. that was another one where he was out, I believe. So Yep, he knocked out. And how many, so what is that? Four? Let me see. One, two, three, four. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Well. Oh, we got Israel. Ezreal, how are you? <laughs> okay. Matt's panicking. He's holding the phone upside down. Down the wrong Maddie, way. not Matt. Oh. I don't panic. See, you certainly don't. So, uh, Rockhold. Yo, Matt, change your fucking name if you want to be on this show. You're fucking us up. Blovich hit him with a beautiful shot, too. It was beautiful. <sighs> that dude looked like a tank. Yeah. Everybody's saying how big uh, Luke Rockhold Luke Rockhold looked. Well, we're but, seeing him compared to how he always looked, whereas Blowage always looked big. Yo, I'm going to bring this up with, uh, holy fuck, know what videos That's we nice should bring language. up. Guys, Two girls, one cup. Guys, you know what? I almost don't want to give the guy any uh, um, any press, but, the man, I think Diego, Diego Sanchez is a dude I like a lot. I like guys that could be a little different than the normal people. And uh, he's always been a nice guy. I sure. Had good talks with him. But he's got, I think he got with some quack for this last fight, man. The guy in his corner. Did you see any videos on that on that dude? Oh, dude, he's like pushy. Oh, my God. It's what Guys come out of the woodwork, and when you're like, you got some limelight. And you, it, this happened with another buddy of mine. This guy, this kid, Luke, that used to train, fight in the UFC that, that was on the Mian Longo. And some guy, he got paired up with some fucking weirdo and... And like they try to talk about secret training methods and this and that and and it, and it to, listen Diego Sanchez can go in there with no corner he's got sure. so much experience he's so fucking tough and skilled he's always gonna do well you know what I mean and and could you know but that was basically like going in there with no corner if you heard this guy in between rounds he was just telling the guy he was telling Diego in the last round now you really have to go type of shit it's like really dude and he was saying so if you read this stuff. Have you seen the videos on this guy? He's like pushing a bag and like moving out of the way of it. And it's just, a, 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 that's what's scary is a real martial artist could sniff the dude like this out in two seconds. 
And uh, I was shocked when I see the. I don't know how he got in with Diego. Diego's but, 30, uh, 37 years old. He has been around. Yeah, Maybe he's at a point where he just wanted to switch something. There's up. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But you should go with somebody that, I don't know. Listen, I don't want to crucify this dude. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Everybody, you guys want to watch this dude's videos and stuff? The guy, you can look it up. The guy who was in Diego's corner. I'm sure it's easy to find. Uh, it was, you know, hey. You know, if you if you look at the videos of this guy, you think you want to go train with this dude, you know, more power to you. <laughs> you know, but I would validate just find a good jujitsu school or stay with Jackson Wink. All right, we got him back. All right, Israel, how are you? I'm I'm great. How are you? Good, but uh, you you had said at one point too, you didn't think that uh, Robert Whitaker would even make it to the fight. Are you still feeling that way, or how are you feeling? That's the thing. You never know, because uh, based on past history. And the track record, he's known for pulling out because, you know, his pullout game is strong. I've never pulled out ever of a fight, no matter what. But if I can get, like, a betting company to make, like, a wager, if he's going to make this fight or not, because that's going to be some good odds. You have to look, too, though. I mean, he he is on a nine-fight win streak. And when you look at some of the guys he's fought... Uh, I mean, he's gone through some really, really tough guys. I mean, he's, he's done 10 straight rounds with Yoel Romero, uh, Jacare, Brunson, I mean, who you obviously knocked out. He, I mean, he's fought some really good guys as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a, this is a tough game. The middleweight division is, uh, is alive again. I feel like I'm bringing, bringing life back to the division. He's fought some really good guys, but so have I. Sure. The thing is, not everyone knows about the guys I've fought because a lot of my work out, happened outside the UFC. I've been working for a long time. Israel, now listen, enough of all this fighting shit. Do you have any formal dancing training? Be- uh, dancing uh, uh, training? Because let me tell you something. I saw a clip of you doing some fucking fancy, funky moves, and maybe I'm just a silly white boy from Long Island, but holy fuck, dude, you could move. <laughs> dude, you could be yeah, on that. Yeah, definitely. I-, I mean, for me. Fuck. I, I, did a little bit of, I did a little bit of maybe like a week of ballet. Yeah, I did a little like a week of ballet when I was a kid, but most of my dancing is like street dance. I learned from the streets. The streets, the streets taught me. Now, did ballet? Obviously, you only did it for a week. You know, uh, I don't know if you know who he is. Lynn Swan from the Pittsburgh Steelers was notorious for high jumping and making. He's a wide receiver, making beautiful catches, and, and a lot of people. The story came out that he took ballet, and that was one of the reasons he was so agile and so uh, a, a good at jumping and moving so beautifully. Yeah, man. I mean, fuck. If I keep saying, if I was a shit dancer, I'd be a shit fighter. Because dancing has a lot of correlations to fighting for me, anyway. Timing, the rhythm, on beat, off beat, uh, the creativity. There's so many correlations. So it's, if, like I said, if I was a shit dancer, I'd be a shit fighter. Man, shit. Now I just realized why I have no footwork. I can't dance for shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just do that little like two step, you know, and I bob my head like just, you know. That's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> Thank you, you need, Well, you have to also not you have to not be obsessed with looking bad when you dance. Like if you're free and you're not afraid of looking bad, yeah. uh, I, I think that frees you up to kind of do what you want to do. Yeah, Jimmy, you you, you do your that, best. That, I do that's my about best. The feeling because a lot of people like you ever go to the club and you see those guys who are just like wallflowers and stand there and just kind of look. Like they're fucking painted like like wallpaper. You have to be able to feel. You have to be able to to let go and express. And that's what kind of gets you. It's looking good. 
Well, the worst is I was out with a girl actually not long ago, and she's a very good dancer. And we're dancing in the club, and she's great, and I suck. So, like, <laughs> when, when you suck, it really looks that much worse when the person you're dancing with can dance. It's humiliating. Yeah. Hey, like I said, it's a feeling, so just fake it till you make it. If you look good, you feel good, just fake it till you make it. Trust me, it's contagious. They'll catch it as well. I did. I tried to look confident, but I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't pull it off. <clears throat> Israel, is it hard for you that... That I know you're a real professional, but I seen at the press conference that uh, that you were bringing up some memes or something that Robert brought up, and and Robert's sitting there apologizing for it. He's such a nice fucking dude. Is it? Do you like it better when the guy's a bit of a prick, or do you? Is it hard for you when the guy's nicer? Doesn't bother me. Like Robert's the kind of guy. Uh, put it this way, <laughs> I wouldn't say anything on the interview or on the internet. That I want to say this to their face. And he's the kind of guy that anytime someone else talks about me or asks a question about me, he's got something bad to say. And in person, he'll come through and shake my head. How's it going, man? What's up? And right now, but hey, it doesn't really bother me at the end of the day. We're just, <laughs> we're still going to get it. We're still going to fight. Now, what do you think that quality is? Uh, do, you, do you think it's just a lack of wanting social confrontation? I mean, he's obviously not a, a afraid to be physical. What, what do you think that quality is that makes someone say something online, but then not when they see you? Like Colby and Kamara when they bumped into each other. Uh, I don't know, being a bitch, being a pussy. John Jones has uh, offered to train with uh, Whitaker. When you hear that, what do you think? <laughs> Did you see his last fight? Uh, Jones and uh, Santos? <laughs> Yeah, man, you look at that. I was there. The first time I ever seen John live. The first time I ever seen fight live. So, man, he can get anyone he wants to help get ready. I mean, I don't need anyone but the people who come to this dance. He can recruit Jones, recruit Romero, recruit Jesus, whoever he needs to. At the end of the day, like I said, I just need the people who come to this dance, and I have faith in them. And they can have their little Mean Girls Club and... Yeah, do whatever. It's funny, Israel. We were talking about something earlier about, see how you just said, uh, you know, you're, you're sticking with the people that brought you to the dance. There's a lot of guys. Facts. Sometimes when you get to the, some certain popularity, there's guys that come out of the woodwork that want to show you some secret shit. And they, oh, no, listen, I know you do things this way, but they almost want to like take away, take you away from the guys that brought you up there and like kind of like go on your coattails. You ever deal with that? Outsiders try to never, break into I've your never, circle. I've never folded. See that, Jimmy? I've never folded. That shows me character. Personally, I've never folded because, like I said, the people that got me to the dance, I have faith in them, and I've trusted them for years. I've had people try to poach me, try to say, come to our team. I mean, people try to get me to move to America to see them train at their, at, at their camp. Yeah. But I've never, ever folded because I have faith in the people that got me to the dance. Was it ever tempting, or not because of the people, but just because of the location would be easier for you? Man, I like New Zealand. New Zealand's a fucking cool place. You should, you should visit. Uh, yeah, I think we've talked about it before. I, I'm such I'm such a fan of Once for Warriors. I've kind of been obsessed with going to New Zealand once in my life. Yeah, <laughs> you should. It's, it's like it's a cool spot. It's tucked away in the little corner of the world. It's a chill vibe, and if you like, I mean, there's a lot of different things over there. How far from Australia is it? Is that like a 90 minute flight? Am I crazy? It's easy, yeah, about 90 minutes, something. It would be like 45 minutes if you wanted to. 
it's easy. Okay. Where are you going to Australia? I guess, so yeah, it's kind of like going from New York to Toronto or Montreal or one of those things. So it's kind of, it's almost a local, even though you're, yeah. you're, you're flying there. So you're comfortable fighting there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, for me, I prefer the fight to be in Australia because he's, he's the former interim champ. He's grabbed the undisputed uh, belt at the moment. So I'd like to take that away from him on his own, on his own soil and take it back to New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be. I think Ty Cobb, uh, who played uh, at baseball in like the, I guess the early teens, said that the best sound, his favorite sound, wasn't cheering. It was the silence of the away fans That's when awesome. when you did something, when you beat the away team. <laughs> it was them being silent and having their day ruined, was what made him hey, happiest. That's fucking awesome. I, I fought in China for a year for for years, and before they put me on the team, before they hired me. I can even have a video I'll show you when I had one of my, my favorite knockouts knocking out a guy in the first round in China, a Chinese guy, and it was just dead silent. Like, you hear my boy going, <laughs> only one guy, and it was just dead silent, so I'm used to that. Uh, and it's got to be a nice feeling just to, just to have all of them, people who really want to hate you, they can't boo you, so they just have to shut up and take it. Exactly, and that's what I love. So I want to get that done in Australia at the end of the day. They can boo me if they want, but it's all energy. I'm going to use it to finish the boy. Now, everybody was shocked at how fast uh, uh, Masvidal knocked out Ben Askren. Um, I thought Askren would win the fight simply because well, of, the, of the wrestling. What, what, what did you think? Literally, I just woke up. But we was um, at the pool last night, and I saw, <laughs> I saw a homeboy last night. And yeah, he's a fucking G, man. Oh, <laughs> he's just such a G. Like I think uh, one, I can't remember who take my reaction video, but that was such a beautiful chess move. That was such a beautiful chess move because guess what, wrestlers, there's a point when you breach when you breach like a distance is a is a line. Every wrestler has a line. Once you breach that distance, and depends on what speed you breach it at, what they're gonna do is shoot. So he pretty much did. Like remember Jose and uh, Cobb Swanson back in the WEC? Oh yeah, I remember that. Oof. <laughs> yeah, he did that. I've done it in kickboxing twice because I was inspired by Jose and I did it. But man, well, <laughs> wow, what a G. So you think he knows that just instinctively when you get that close, a wrestler is going to shoot for a takedown. That's just what he's going to do without even thinking about it. Yeah, like I said, like I said, there's a line for every wrestler. There's a line. Once you reach that, that line at a certain speed, the instinct is to duck and shoot. Every flying, even watch any flying knee knockout. Even guys who aren't wrestlers, watch any flying knee knockout. And watch what the, the person who gets knocked out. Watch, watch what what their reaction is. They duck down or they shoot. If they don't shoot, they're ducking down a block. But it's just a weird thing. And he just, like I said, a fucking beautiful chess move. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, man. I'm we're happy you're finally getting to fight Whitaker. Um, you know, obviously we like you so much, and this is a match everybody has been waiting for. They haven't announced the location, but we all know it's going to be in Australia. It'd be silly for it to be anywhere else. And it's on um, October 5th, UFC 243, Israel yeah. Adesanya. You're one of the most exciting guys to watch in the UFC. And, and uh, good luck, man. I'm sure we'll talk to you before then. At least I hope we will. Yeah, Israel. Most definitely. Most definitely. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks, champ. All right, man. I love him. That was awesome. Love him. Nah, he's, he's, he's great, man. And he's dangerous. And oh. one hell of a dancer. Yeah, Jim. I didn't see the dancing, oh, but I'll take your you word for it. Oh, you go to his Instagram or some shit. You'll find it. That dude's got some moves, Jimmy. Now, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll get it's Michael Chiesa on soon. I have to use the restroom. Me too, Jimmy. Talk more fights. We cannot forget to discuss, uh, without a doubt, 
uh, uh, the greatest of all time in, in, in female uh, fighting Amanda oh. Nunez. It's not even close. Jimmy, I'm going to race you to the bathroom. You ready? I'll sit here and talk about ready? Amanda, and we'll pretend that you ignored her, and she'll be angry with you. Ready? Go! All right, that was delightful. Uh, we're getting Michael Chiesa in just a moment, but we would be very negligent if we did not talk about... Uh, we discussed, uh, obviously, uh, Luke, and we talked about uh, the amazing win by Jorge Masvidal. Amanda Nunez, the, the, this, she, she's amazing. She's incredible. Yeah. She stood there and slugged it out with Cyborg and knocked her out. And with Holly, she knocks her out with a kick. She wanted to knock her out the way Holly knocks people out. Nobody... Saw that come. I know, though, if you would have said, how is Amanda going to win? Decision, a knockout on the ground. Nobody would have said a head kick. You know, I said I uh, I thought she was going to win by a decision because Holly is yeah, not going to stand right in front of her. And, be, and she caught her beautifully with that kick. There's some pictures of that kick. That it was. Woo! But, I mean, if you were going to tell me first round knockout, I would be like, no. No one saw that coming. Because no. Holly is so hard to finish. She's so tough. Yeah. She's so good on her feet. She moves well. Uh, she's great kick. She has great reach. Uh, you know, she's hard to close the distance again. But uh, Amanda is just uns. Who does she? I mean, my guess is Jermaine uh, Durandame. Uh, next, she, I don't. She think of all the girls. Think of all the Kellen former champions. Maybe she finished all the former champs. Yes, she did. I mean, she. I Quickly. mean, she just finished Cyborg. 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 Oh, we got Michael on the phone. Oh, awesome. Uh, hey, Michael, how you doing? You're talking to uh, to Matt, Sarah, and Jim Norton. What's up, guys? How we doing today? Oh, my God. Not as good as you, Paisan. Holy fuck. <laughs> Mikey, listen, dude. Hold on. Only because we, uh, I just want to make sure you realize that. Where the fuck is the applause? Is it still a cheer? It's right here. It's right there. No, it's not that, you motherfucker. He doesn't deserve a Sometimes Matt hits the wrong button. <laughs> oh, he fucked that one. Fuck that one. That's a pump. Yeah, right. uh, you get the point. You get yes. the point. I ruined the moment with that. But listen to me. Cla hey, Cloud9. Cloud9, Mikey, talk to us. Yeah, man. It feels really good. Um, I will say this. I mean, we all know Diego's a little weird, but um, all the stuff that was coming out about him having this one corner, man, and the videos coming out and all the weird stuff he's yeah, doing. I was talking I was about like, I was like, dude, I would I would feel way less pressure going heads up with Matt Sarah and Ray Longo or Mike Brown or any other coach but this guy. Because I'm like, dude. if I lose to Diego Sanchez, it's like career suicide having this guy in his corner. I'll never hear the end of it. You know what I mean? So, right. It's, I'm it was, yeah. he's, he, he's a tough guy, though, man. I mean, he I, I hit him with some pretty hard shots there. And, you know, he hung in there. I didn't really commit to my subs like I wanted to just because I didn't want to run the risk of, Getting stuck underneath the guy, you have to respect his skill set. Um, and we saw what he did to Mickey Gall and, and those other guys. So I just right. I tried to just float on top, work my game, and it panned out. And he's so. I, first of all, you fought beautifully as a jujitsu man. I loved it, and you were always a step ahead. And Diego, you had him in some in positions that most most guys in the UFC are not getting out of. I'm going to tell you, or else. That, uh, the, that round's going to end with you on their back or something like that. The, so that pace, I thought that pace was just going to be just so much. that, that, that I, It's funny, Mike. You watch fights and things come back to you when you talk about different fighters. And I'm, I I forget that at when you fought um, Pettis at light, yeah. not, to, not to bring up negative shit, but that mm -hmm. weight cut, 
must have been so brutal. So you remember a guy getting tired, getting strangled by a guy that you don't put on the same level as grappling as Diego Sanchez. And Diego Sanchez puts on a pace that that that's most can't keep up with. So you put those together. But then I'm thinking, fuck, man, look at you versus Carlos Condit at a different weight class. How much did the different weight class make a difference with your endurance for this fight? It plays a huge role. I mean, for me, I feel like if you cut a lot of weight and you're a grappler, I, I think that that's the hardest style to, to go through a hard weight cut with because we're constantly squeezing and really moving body weight. You know, when you're a striker, it's just, it kind of a speed thing, you know. And, and uh, so for me, just I, I remember the Anthony Pettis fight. I remember being in the fight and just like, I knew it was a bad weight cut, but I, I still was in shape. And I just remember being on top of him, not really doing a lot, and just getting tired, and I stood up and let him up. And I went back and watched the fight and was like, well, I can't believe it. That, that's, a, that's a testament to how bad the weight cut is. It's when you take a guy down and get him into your wheelhouse, just have holding him down on the ground and not doing anything wears you out, and you let him back up and let him get back into where he's good at, and that's on the feet. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just better for me to, like you said, be able to push a pace. I mean, I wore Diego. I wore myself out that fight. I was pretty dog ass tired when I got done. Let me tell you what. But I know he was more tired than me. You know what I mean. And being able to push that kind of pace is crucial for me in my style and the way I like to fight. Especially when we're going to start working into the top ten, the top five. You know what I mean. I got to be able to push the pace harder. So it's like, you know, it's for my style. It just doesn't benefit me to have this big weight cut. Like people are always like, well, what if they start one sixty five, one seventy five? I'm going up to 75. I'm really, I'm really growing out of this weight cut thing. I like the way my body feels. I really love the way I'm performing in the gym and you know in the octagon. Hey, Michael, at what point during the camp? Because this is a, a big jump in weight that you don't have to cut. So, at what point in the camp do you start noticing? Oh, fuck! Right now is where I'd have to start obsessing over what I eat, and now you could just kind of do what you want and continue training. How far into it do you start really seeing the benefits of not having to cut that weight? Um, I mean, pretty much right from the get-go, man. I mean, I'm a big guy. I mean, a lot of people, when they see me out of camp and in camp and even, you know, right before weigh-ins, they're all like, dude, how did you make 55? I mean, when I'm out of camp and I'm still working out, you know, being active, I'm 200 pounds. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a big guy. So, I mean, with my days at lightweight, I was usually – I would get that big, but most of the time I keep myself in the mid-90s, but it's just – I just was fighting my body for so long, you know what I mean? And I just, like, every time I start camp or at any point in the camp, I'll step on the scale and be like, man, I'm three weeks out, I'm 185. I'd probably only be about five pounds lighter, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's just, it was, it was long overdue, man. But I'm just glad I made the decision when I did, you know what I mean? Otherwise, I really, I, I feel like I've put more years on my career now, just that, that, cutting weight stuff, I really feel like it was just kind of starting to drain me physically and mentally, you know what I mean? And then now I'm like, I'm loving this sport because it's just got so much more fun. I don't have to kill myself all the time. That's And you know what? And that's what it looked like. It looked like, it's not that you were having fun in there, but you were in total control. Even when he got you down right away, it's like, all right, I, I re did this reversal a million times. It, it, it looked like just a violent grappling match where you, and you were in such control with such a stud grappler. Now listen, we we talked we just touched base on it with with Diego's corner. And I was saying earlier, Diego's such a veteran that uh 
with no with no corner, which basically he had, he's still going to be dangerous as fuck, and which he was. He was dangerous till the end, even though you had him outgunned, you know. And and it, was, it should have been a ten eight every round. I'm not sure if it was, but uh, my point is, this dude, what the fuck, Mikey? Did you see the videos on this guy? Am, Am I the only guy that thinking that that, that that fucking that one of Diego's friends should have grabbed him and said, Diego, I know that you could like to do handstands and do some wacky shit sometimes, which but I don't judge you, but this dude's a fucking weirdo. Like, what are you doing? A weirdo in a bad way. He's trying to attach himself to you. Making he's and he's just pushing a bag and he's moving out of the way of it. Do you see some of these videos? What the fuck? Oh, Dude, I saw the fucking videos of this guy. Long I saw these videos of this guy long before he attached himself to Diego. I just remember being on Twitter one day. This was maybe like, I don't know, a few months ago or something. And this was before he worked with Diego. There was no attachment to Diego, but it was just like this video of him, that one that came out like on fight day of him hitting the bag or whatever. I saw that video a long ass time ago. I was like, what a dork. It's like the fucking arena. And someone's like, oh, dude, you got to check out this video. How are you, how you going to go against this? And they show me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I fucking saw this shit a long time ago. And this is that's when I started to feel the pressure. I'm like, oh, my God, like this guy, just like t- t- touching on what you said, Matt, Diego's such a fucking veteran. He doesn't really need a corner man. He needs someone to just handle a bottle of water. Yeah. The stool down for him, and he knows what he knows how to fucking fight. I mean, when you get to a certain point as a fighter, you know what to do. You know what I mean? But it's like, if I fucking lose when this guy is in his corner and, and is the only guy, I'm like, I cannot be a part of this guy's fucking resume because he really shouldn't have one in martial arts. You know what I mean? Like, it's true. This guy's like one of his pedigrees will be like, you know coached a UFC win over Michael Chiesa. I'm like, I cannot be on this guy's fucking resume. <laughs> right. It's just like, no fucking way. <laughs> it's it's so funny. And you hear um, the commentary. You hear Joe Rogan and uh, talking to Paul Felder and them, uh, at the at between after the second round uh, going into the third. And he's like, well, that was basically no advice. <laughs> yeah. You hear him going, Diego, not, like now nah, you really got to go. Like, <laughs> really, dude? You really got to? No technical advice at all. When it, it was just fucking brutal. What do you think, Mike? What do you think, Michael, the thing Thinking what? I mean, I don't know how well you know Diego, but what what is it? Because he's again thirty seven. He's been around. He's seen everything. What do you think it is that causes him to make a, a decision like that? Well, I mean, as we've seen him from day one, he's just a weird guy. You know what I mean? He just likes to go to the beat of his own drum, and he likes to do things differently, and that's fine. Um, you know, but I. I wish I had more insight. I mean, I, I know he's explained his side of things about his split from Jackson and all that stuff. Um, but as you know, there's three sides to every story. You know what I mean? So who knows what, what their side is? I know Diego at one point, you know, he left Jackson's and was, at, you know, at, in San Diego training with like Saul Rivero and those guys. Um, you know, so maybe that had something to do with it where they maybe they didn't feel like that they owed him any type of loyalty, even though he's one of their first guys because he kind of left and came back. Who knows? You know what I mean? Um, but the guy still has fight in him. You know what I mean? I think that there's still some good fights for him out there. You know, maybe him and Damien Ryan for Damien's last fight. You know what I mean? I'm oh. sure Diego's game to go to Brazil. Um, you know, there's still fights out there for him. You know what I mean? You. Just the right ones. Nobody wants to see him get put out like he did against Ally Quinta. You know what I mean? And, and those guys. It's like... Give him some, give him some fun fights. You know what I mean. Let him, let him. If, as long as he's not taking hard shots, let him keep going. Let him keep bringing the dorks in the corner. Let him just keep doing his <laughs> thing. But I wish I had more insight as to how this whole thing came about with the, 
with the. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know the guy's name. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't even mention. It. I don't want to mention it. But uh, you know what no. I mean. I, I want to mention that the guy shouldn't have been there. But I don't like to give the guy any kind of props. But I'll tell you, dude, you just really. I didn't even think of that. Thank God you won in that sense. Even yeah. though you know I'm cool with Diego too, but thank God because then you know he would have gave that guy. That guy would have been like, "Look, that tough Michael Chiesa. I used my fucking chi or whatever the hell he used. And I dodged a punching bag, and now look what you could." Do. Thank God, dude. It's like good versus evil. Thank God you did that shit, Mikey. Oh man, <laughs> you did it for all the real martial to... artists out there. That's true. You want to know something funny? And I don't think I don't think anybody picked up on this. I don't know if anybody heard it. I don't think anybody heard it in the broadcast. It was like the end of the second round. Yeah. We're kind of in like this 50-50 switch position. Yeah. And Diego was butt-dragging me. You know what a butt-drag is. Yes. He's butt-dragging me, and he fucking stuck his finger in my butt. And I go, I yelled, I go, get your finger out of my ass, motherfucker. Oh. You know how many times I've heard that? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy's, usually, the, Jimmy's really- usually playing Diego's role in that one, <laughs> I'm like, this dude's will to win is relentless. He just fucking, he just checked my oil. I'm surprised nobody heard it. I was like, get your fucking finger out of my ass, motherfucker. <laughs> now, that, when this happened when? What part of the fight? I'm pretty sure it happened in the second round. But wow. I remember yelling. I'm like, get your fucking finger out of my ass. <laughs> We're going to find that. <laughs> That's fucking great. Well, listen, I'm so excited to see who you're matched up with next. Now that you had some thought, uh, some time to think, did you You didn't call about any anybody in the, in the top 10, did you? Did you call? No, and I usually do. I usually have an opponent in mind. And, uh, and you know what? This is a fight where I wanted to give Diego full credit, 100%. full attention. I think that a lot of these guys, the last guys he beat, just got too far ahead of themselves. Yeah. And I never do that. I'm, I'm always okay with having my fight lined up and having an idea of what I want to do next. But I was like, I'm not going to even take a mental break away from this guy. I'm going to give him the respect he deserves in that sense. we kind of thinking now... Um, you know, the only thing I was thinking after I won, the only person I wanted to say anything for was my buddy Jess, who passed away a few months ago. He was an oh. alpine climber, really good friend of mine, really one of Sam Cecilia's best friends. And, uh, you know, it's a tragic loss for us. He died in a climbing accident. Oh. So my, kind of that, that was just like the one name I had in mind after I wanted. I wanted to pay my respects to him. I hadn't said anything about it on social media or nothing. I just kind of was like, this is my one moment I wanted to say something. So that, that was the one name I had in mind. Back to the fighting world now that I'm home. I mean, if Neil Magny can get his stuff sorted out, I'm sure he'll be looking for a fight when his uh, USADA stuff's done. Um, but or just anybody really that's in the in the rankings. You know what I mean? I, I left I left lightweight being ranked like nine or ten. So I think it's time with two straight wins over two tough veterans. I think it's time to start get letting me start climbing that ladder. Sure. Even if I'm not ranked after this fight. I should get a ranked opponent in my next fight. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, that's just kind of where my head's at. I think a Neil Magny fight makes sense, but I'll take anybody that's got a number next to their name for sure. Hey, man. Super impressive, buddy. Super impressive. And, uh, hey, you know, all our best, dude. You know we love you over here. We want you in studio sooner or later. Yeah, anytime you're in New York, man. Yeah, I would love to come in. That'd be great. All right, Michael. Well, it was good talking to you. Congratulations. Uh, you looked incredible, and you've looked great at welterweight both fights. So I'm, I'm sure we'll see you again soon. Take care, Paisan. Oh, awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank All right, you, Matt. Thank you, Jim. See you, buddy. Uh, I can't wait to see what's next for him, man. He's a really nice. Dude. He's a, he's a nice. Oh, he's a great guy, and uh, and he's a great fighter. And he's yeah. never. He's it's it's fair to say he's never looked better. I mean, in his last two fights, yeah. so. It's great. I want to see what's next. That was an interesting point about strikers too, and how it's 
going up in weight. See, I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought that it would be harder for somebody on the ground because you're, you're on the ground with somebody heavier. But the way he explained it makes sense. Well, look at his frame. Yeah, I mean, he's a big dude. At well to weight. Uh, how the f- this my thing? I wanted to ask him and I forgot. Get him on the phone. No, but why <laughs> was he fighting at one fifty five? Like, what started that? Well, I think you know people always. He's look how huge he is for one fifty five though. I mean, if he's huge for welterweight, he's big for welterweight. He's not small for welterweight. I had the belt of welterweight. I'm five six. Plug though, I'm, little fire plug. I'm, what little fire? That's plug. not a compliment. Sure it is. Little short fucking powerful man. Well, I like the powerful man part. Trust I me, am there's sure other plugs man. I could have mentioned that were worse. Well, listen, the champ champ is just the best ever to ever play the game. She Amanda is. Nunes is just the best ever. And one of my favorite fighter. people to have in here, too, by the way. Her I should, and Nina are oh, so oh, great. Listen, I could talk about that all day long. I love that. Yeah. Uh, let's just do a quick mention, too, that uh, Jan Blahovitz. Did I fuck it up? Jan Blahovitz, it's fine. Blahovitz. But uh, he looked amazing. We looked, talked about that. Yeah. Luke. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's next for Luke. But Luke, hey, listen, that dude, tall, handsome, that dude can get a modeling career if he had to. I think he does that shit on the side. I'm sure he does. I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not saying I'm not worried about him. Like I don't care about him. But I think he's going to be fine. He'll be fine. You know? And we don't have to discuss the uh, the win-loss ratio of our picks. It's not important. Wow. I don't think we should either, Jimmy. Ah, it was a massacre. I did really bad, Jimmy. You didn't do bad. You, won, you were two out of five. I was three out of five. I did one better. Well, we both suck. No, four out of five would have been amazing. Five out of five, unheard of. But three out of five is acceptable. Well, listen, it was a great, great, great night of fights, Jimmy. It really was. Um, we are going to talk. Uh, I'll see you in a couple days. Jones said he's going to be fighting the winner of uh, oh, uh, just Cormier. And he's preferring Cormier. I'd kind of rather see it against Stipe just because I've seen. Although Cormier Jones at heavyweight would be very interesting. You're trying too. to say you want Stipe to beat the champ champ in DC? It's kind of fucked up. DC. It, a it is of the fucked show. up. He is a friend of the show, but then again, I don't want to see Stipe, who I like to lose two in a row. That's true. You know, what I mean, I don't want to see Cormier lose, but I definitely don't want to see Stipe lose. It's hard when it's guys you you know and and both guys you like so much. Who do you? You know, I was going to say, I don't want to lose my train, but that's not proper English. It's not. It's miss. I'll shut up. Go to JimNorton.com <laughs> if you want to see me in Montreal. I also got Baltimore and um, uh, Ohio. I have uh, Columbus coming up in August, and we will see you in a couple days. Jimmy. Yes, sir. You know that um, I have a jujitsu schools, SarahBJJ.com. You do. And uh, the point is this. You don't have to train with me, but you really should train. I know. I'm talking to you, my little bird, and all the little birds out there. You're right. Okay? You're right. Caitlin Chukagan's going to be the champ before I take my first lesson. Am I supposed to take him with her? I love jujitsu. I know you do. I'm going to see you in a couple days, Jimmy. Have a good day. Uh, Sometimes I'm awkward at saying goodbyes. All right, how about I'll I'll do it. Look, um, this was great, but um, until we meet again. (laughs) Bye. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode 
episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 